Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce, what to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So, sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. <laughs> the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. <laughs> the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute is for you if your marriage has very little or no emotional closeness, your wife has asked for a divorce or separation, your wife has left the home or you are separated, your wife is in the home but you are in separate bedrooms, your marriage is just plain boring or has no passion. You engage in the marital embrace less than weekly or severe less than once a month. You are divorced and didn't want it, but hey, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out because in this 72nd episode, I ask, what are the clues your wife wants to divorce? Clue number 33 the last clue, fellas, the last clue. We did it. We did it. We did it. I know it was a long series, but it was all worth it because I wanted to do my best to help you men understand what's happening. So let's get those live calls coming in. Go ahead and call in. I'm sitting here waiting. I like to have at least one call a day. Um, but if not, I'm always prepared because that's how I roll. Um, let's get this going. Call now, get in the queue. I've helped a lot of men in their marriages, so allow me the chance to help you. I know you got a question. You know, has your wife left? Are you divorced? Are you in separate bedrooms? When's the last time you made love? 
you got any of those questions on how to deal with it and how to get it back, let me know. Just call 313-RADICAL, or you could call from your web browser uh, at callinstudio.com slash radical1. Don't wait. Getting it queued now for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, quote of the day, quote of the day, quote of the day, and guess what? It's a special one. It's a special one. Uh, I wanted you men to understand the roadmap in your marriage. Believe it or not, a lot of folks don't uh, don't agree with this quote, but really, I don't think the demons and the angels and God in Christ and the Holy Spirit really care. <laughs> the thing about it is, it is your directive from St. Paul. So let's get this going. Quote of the day, wives and husbands, be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of his wife, just as Christ is head of the church. He himself, the savior of the body. As the church is subordinate to Christ, so wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and handed himself over for her. Sanctify her, cleansing her by the bath of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. So also husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one hates his own flesh, but rather nourishes and cherishes it, even as Christ does the church, because we are members of the body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak in reference to Christ and the church. In any case, each one of you should love his wife as himself, and the wife should respect her husband. St. Paul, Ephesians 5, verses 21 through 33. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right, here we are again, here we are again. Well, we're in the Save My Catholic Minutes mode, and we are going to go for the last time over the opposite of you. If you decide that you do not want to save your marriage, that you as a husband have decided that I'm going to keep my marriage the way it is, I'm going to not really fight for it, or I'm just going to keep doing what I want to do and just allowing my marriage to fall a little each day, week, month, or year, 
Um, and you know, that's cool. Uh, I, you know, I look at it like this. It's your marriage. It's your family, your relationship with God. You do with it what you got the balls to do with it. Um, but what I will say is this, that the alternative to not working hard now, the later, the latter that I'm going to go over here real quick again for the last time is way, way worse. You know, when I was um, in my first marriage with my wife, my first wife, I had a lot of pain. And I caused a lot of it, but I didn't realize what I was doing. And I'm here to tell you, man, look, right now, a lot of dudes in this country and in the world do not understand their mission and what they're supposed to be doing, especially if you're in your 20s and 30s and 40s. Man, you really, especially your 20s and 30s and your late teens, it's like all a blur. It's like a blur. And so when we're when things start to happen, when things happen at that time, we really don't understand. Like in my first marriage, just what happened with my wife is like it was a blur. All the things we did to each other, for each other, all that stuff is like a distant, distant memory, but it really happened. And I can tell you that when me and her were in divorce court and she was sick, I remember that one of the days we went to the court and um, it was me. I had a lawyer and she didn't. And I just. I never felt so sad in my life. I never felt so sad. That's just probably the saddest I've ever been in my life. You know, even with my father, my father died, my grandmother died, you know, uh, all the bad things that's happened in my life. That was probably the saddest day of my life looking back. You know, me and my wife in court, you know, we can't get to work out. She's sick, but we didn't know how sick she was at the time. And man, uh, I had a woman lawyer because, you know, I got it like that. I'm smart. <laughs> and she didn't have a lawyer. And, you know, we hadn't talked in a while and stuff. And, man, I looked, the, my lawyer got to start talking. And then my wife got to start talking. And I just felt so bad. I felt so bad. Like, my my instinct kicked in to, like, go and save her. Go and like just in this whole stupid thing right here and just like, baby, just come back. Let's go deal with this together. Let's fix this. And, and I know anybody that's been divorced, you know what I'm talking about or going through the divorce process. Like the judges and the lawyers, they're just doing their job. There's no feeling in it whatsoever, but you and your wife, you're sitting there. I know you're on pins and needles. There's a lot of pain and sorrow and with my wife, and then she started talking. I felt even worse. She wouldn't look at me, and I just kept looking at her. And, you know, I still loved her. I mean, and I know she loved Looking back, I know she still loved me. But, you know, man, pride gets in the way, man. That is what I beg of you, man, to please hear my call. Pride will ruin your life. None of us think we're prideful, but we are. It just takes a little bit. All my wife had to do was look to me and say, hey, let's just drop this and go home. All I had to do was open my mouth and say, hey, let's just drop this and go home. But I didn't and she didn't. And so what happened? You know, it's just it was just terrible, man. And I don't want anyone to have to go through that. Um, and that's why I can sit here and be hard on you um, and tell you what your future is going to be because I've been through it. And I've been through it almost again. And I'm telling you, dude, you do not want this. This is why I'm telling you, go home. If you are in a mediocre, 
a good or great marriage, you need to go home tonight. And when your wife gets home, look her in the deep in her eyes and hug her and kiss her deeply and hug her for at least 20 to 30 seconds and tell her how you feel about her. Tell her, man. Tell her, dude. Because my first wife ain't around for me to tell her no more. All right? So what we're going to do is we're going to go over the chaos of divorce. I mean, if you decide that you're just going to keep going day to day and just keep letting your marriage be mediocre, have no passion, uh, there's nothing really extraordinary about it, you know, then, hey, man, I, I feel for you. I really do. But at least listen to what I'm getting ready to say so that to give you an idea of where your life will be if you don't. If you think you're if you think working on your marriage and and getting your wife to be the happiest woman in the world and your family to be great. Dude, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot of work, but it's a habit. And the part, the hard part is just with anything is developing the habits first. Once you develop the habits, it becomes easier. But it's a lot. It's, but it's like with anything, like being an NFL football player or being a high school basketball player or any kind of sport, getting in shape, you know, you're 100 pounds overweight. And, you know, that first, you're right. That first, those first days that you walk every day for an hour, it's painful. Those first days that you get in the gym and lift weights for an hour, it's painful for two, three weeks. But man, once you get past the pain, it becomes a habit and a lot easier. So what I want to do real quick for the next five minutes is go over the chaos of divorce. If we decide as husbands that we're just going to keep letting things go the way they're going, not trying our best to to get things uh, the way they should be. Um, um, and, you know, and oh, somebody, oh, this somebody has a great, a great comp, uh, a great uh, thing. I like it. It says uh, a comment. It says, you are right, Jerry. It's like an, inst an instinct to protect our wives. And then he has another one. And we can't, we can start protecting our wives and families by putting God first. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, and so, you know, I want, you know, you guys to understand that the main thing here is you in divorce court, you have the judge there and something like now today, man, they don't even, you don't even go through that much. You're on a stupid video screen and you can't really see your wife. And you can't talk to her. At least I have the option and my wife had the option of of like saying, you know, if we wanted to end this, we could do it. Like you're on the screen and basically you're muted. They're muted. Probably. I don't know. I've never been to a divorce hearing on 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 Zoom or nothing like that. I've just been in the court and I've talked. I just talked to a lot of dudes, you know, about their experiences. But, you know, I want you to know that you're. One of the things that got me to start to love my wife even more is a mindset change of, you know, sure, you're going to look at other women. You're a man. That's how it is. But the problem is when we start, we look at our, we don't, we don't look at our wife and start to cherish her and say, this is the one I chose. Make it work. You know, what do I have to do to make my marriage as loving and caring, as great and legendary as I can? What do I do first? 
And then once you, and then you go, you know, you know, a lot of dudes fantasize about other women and stuff. And that right there is a road to starting to distance your wife because our wife is not, you know, she's not at her best all the time, right? You see her when she goes to bed. You see her when she wakes up. <laughs> I mean, you see her with her hair all over her head. You see her with no makeup on. You know, you see all these things in your wife that, that no one else sees. Your wife goes to work and she works hard. And she comes home and she looks really tired. And then she doesn't treat you as well as she just treated all her employees or her coworkers and stuff like that. And so you don't get the best of your wife all the time. So what you have to do as a man is try your best to bring out the best in her. See that mindset change? Bring out the best in her so that she she gives you her best all the time. Not because she has to, because she wants to. And that's a great mindset change that all of you, it will serve you well. Um, if you're in marriage crisis, though, that ain't going to work. You, you've got to get help. I'm sorry. Uh, you just do. Once we let our marriages get down so far, we need help getting out of it. It's a system. It's a certain way you got to do things. It's a certain way you got to talk to her. It's a certain way you got to do all this stuff. And when you're in marriage crisis, things change a great bit. This is why I created CatholicAlpha.com so that you can go there and you can start for men can start if you're if you if you feel yourself attracted to another woman or you're not as with like we're not with your wife as much as you want to be, but she still loves you and you still love her and you want your marriage to work. That's when you go to CatholicAlpha.com, you read the articles, you sign up for my free stuff, and you try to put that stuff into, into work. And you believe it or not, it'll start to help you. Um, but if always, if you want more work, it's a lot of stuff. If you want more help, then of course you can always contact me. Um, but the main thing is, man, is to no longer refuse to let Satan get in between you and your wife. And that's what's going on. All right. So let's talk about if we decide we're not going to save our marriage, here's what we're going to do. Here's what's going to happen. We're not going to fight. We're not going to, um, we're, we're not going to, um, you know, try our best to change and before it gets to this point. So the things are, there are a lot of things here, but I want to go over them real quick one more time. So here's, what's going to happen to you. If you enter the, enter the divorce realm, first of all, so first of all, let's talk about one more thing real quick. Just so you know, Catholics, and Orthodox Christians know that we're not supposed to get divorced. We know that anybody who says that God allows divorce is totally is totally confused. They are totally just selfishness. They are totally being rationalized in it. Jesus says it straight out, straight out, straight out in the New Testament. It is not a secret. So, get divorce is really the reason I talk about divorce is because. People get it. And so there's no other word for it, really. You know, um, and so you've got to understand that everybody knows that Christ is against divorce, that God's against divorce, that it's really not a word in the Bible, really. And that it's the only reason Moses allowed divorce back in the day was because people was hurting their wives and stuff. So men was going crazy. But now we're supposed to be civilized. We know better. 
Um, and that's why the New Testament, God felt that we had advanced enough that he could put this decree in with Jesus. And that's what it is. So I know Catholics know we're not supposed to get divorced, but it, like you hear me always say, nobody believes in divorce when they get married. Nobody. Nobody believes in divorce until they want one. I don't care if you're Catholic or Christian, Orthodox Catholic or Orthodox Christian. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They, a woman would divorce your butt. Remember, like you heard me say last week, hey, 70% of the divorces filed or from women. This is how you know this. There's a, there's a man crisis. Okay. So first thing is your wife's going to leave. So if you don't fight, your wife's going to leave. If you don't get your marriage right now, your wife's going to leave. Okay. All the paperwork you got to do for a divorce. You got to take out time and spend time and go and do this stupid stuff. And of course, it's going to be, you're going to be sad about it. Then your wife is going to, I got wives calling dudes right now. When you gonna sign the papers? When you gonna sign the papers? When you gonna sign the papers? You know, and they just go, I ain't. <laughs> Next, uh, the time you spend at the lawyer's office. First of all, you gotta go find a lawyer. Then you gotta talk to the lawyer. Then you gotta, uh, you know, do his paperwork and pay him some money. So, like I said, you're either gonna pay now or you're gonna pay later with your own actual cash. Because in, in uh, uh, lawyers, they they don't take they don't take promissory notes, <laughs> credit card, cash, check. <laughs> so get ready to write it. Okay. Next, the endless hours of preparing for court. You got to prepare for court. It's on your mind. You got to think about it. You're sad. You know. You look at your kids and you get sad. You know. It's 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 crazy. The custody battle over the kids. You know. Right now. I got at least two guys right now. They're in custody battles over their kids. You got to know how to do that too. You just can't go in there thinking, you know, the judge is going to feel sorry for you and give you your kids. No, they want to give the kids to the mother, no matter how crazy she is, you know, uh, because they know men have to go out and work. Um, and so that's kind of why they do. So you got to fight for your children. Um, and that is, that is an ugly, that can be ugly, real ugly. That's a way to also prolong a divorce, too, is you try to fight for your kids and you don't agree. And then what these crazy judges do now, I forgot what state it's in. Um, I think it's one of my is like New Mexico, I think. And what happened was the judge separated because they couldn't come together on it. So he, he, he threw a wrench in it and he separated the custody battle from the divorce. Now, that lets you know right now that. These people, this country does not care about the family. Satan has took it over. Okay. That should let you know right there. Uh, only getting the kid, only getting to see the kids once every other weekend. Oh man, that is, woo. That's a bad one. You know, seeing your kid once a month, once a week, every other week, you know, they start to, you know, your kids start to, miss you or not they they start to get disconnected from you but one of the things i tell guys is one of the things i tell men is especially if you have a son you got to because what, what what most wives do is they try because when women get hurt what they do is they try to seclude the children from the husband 
Like they try to make the kids her friend. Like really, they're they're, they're not the, their mother anymore. She's not their mother anymore in her eyes. They're her friends. And so I got to get my friends to be on my side against the enemy. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, um, it's, it's really terrible how women do that. But they do that for security. And so what happens, so what I tell men is, no matter what the judge gives you in court or you and your wife come up with, your job is to build a strong, strong relationship with your daughter and your son. And one of the best ways to do that is son and son and daughter date night. You take them out once a month and you let them know you care about them, you care about their mother and things like that, and you're not giving up, okay? Next thing is uh, all the wasted money and resources. I taught you're going to lose your money. You're going to lose your money. You're going to either pay a, you're gonna either pay a marriage coach, you're going to definitely pay a lawyer, you're going to lose your house, your property, your boat, your cars, and all that stuff. Your 401k, it's gone. So get ready. It's gone. It ain't. You're not going to save it. That little money you got, it's gone. I don't care if you're a millionaire, billionaire, you're going to lose some money, a lot of it. And the more money you got, the more money you have, you're going to lose it. All right? So get ready. So you can be lazy if you want to and not fix your marriage with your wife because today, in today's environment, Women run things. Women run things. So what does that mean? Every when I say that, when I say women run things, I mean this: women are emotional, men are logical. They are both a perfection in the eyes of God. You put both those together, you have a perfect being. The problem is too much of one or the other ruins society. So guess what? Women run things, which means what? Everything's emotional. Everything. That's why you heard me told Scott yesterday, when you go in court, you don't go in there trying to be masculine and, and be aggressive and be and get all loud and get all whatever, because the judge and the lawyers are just going to look at you like you're crazy. You have to get you have to get them on your side by what? By telling your story and getting empathy and getting empathy. Once people feel empathy for you, they will listen. Now, whether they still agree or not, but the odds are they're more likely to try their best to not to dog you out. They're more likely to try to help you because they understand your situation. And, and, and that's what I'm trying to tell you, that you're going to lose your money and you, you're going to lose a lot of resources, your cars, your property, everything. You're going to lose it. You know, this is why you got to man up and make it work, man. Do the work now. Do the work now. Do the work now. Next, your wife treating you like a complete stranger. That's a that's a hurtful one, too. Your wife treats you like a stranger. You know, oh, I don't know him. You in church. Y'all go to church and she won't even look at you. She won't sit by you. You know, y'all in the vestibule and stuff. She don't look at you, say nothing to get by you. You know, uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's messed up. It really is. And she's wrong for that. She's wrong for that. Um, and I'm talking, you know, men do the same thing, y'all. Men do the same thing. But I talk to men to help men and women together. But women, men do the same thing. They ignore their wife. She wants to get back together. They know that. He's already got some other floozy. Um, and so that's what he does. He he don't want to. He's, he's torn now. Do I go back to my wife? Or do I stay with the home wrecker? Right? This is why when you're going through a divorce, if you're any kind of man, you will not get another woman 
until the annulment is over, the divorce is over, at least the divorce is over. Because your credibility is crap then. You have no credibility, you know. Um, so next, um, having to get a part-time job to make ends meet. A lot of people, a lot of dudes, they don't they don't make uh $250,000 a year or $500,000 a year or a million dollars a year and stuff like that. They don't they don't have their own they don't they don't do that. They're real this is regular working man. You know, they make 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, $90,000 a year. And we all know $90,000 a year ain't no damn money. It ain't not today. Not that the Biden screwed the economy up. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I should have said that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> but my point of what I'm saying is it takes a lot of money to live today. So guess what you got to do? When you in two households now and you only make $90,000 a year, $100,000 a year, or $50,000 a year, guess what you got to do? You got to go get some more, more income, you know, or cut your bills. You can't cut your bills because you got two of everything now, Right. Women don't think about that. They really don't because women are used to getting taken care of. I don't care if your woman is the president of the United States. Women are used to getting taken care of, and all men know it. I've had two wives. They work when they want to. Baby, I want to go out and get a job. Okay. Baby, I don't feel like working no more. Okay. Baby, I want to go get a job. Okay. Baby, I don't feel like working no more. Okay. <laughs> I mean... Women are used to being taken care of. So they know if I go out and get another apartment or something, somebody's going to take my daddy, my mama, you, my husband. He's going to feel sorry for me or he's going to he wants trying to get me back. So he's going to give me more money. You know, my parents going to help me. My brother's going to help me. My friend's going to help me. Women get money from all kind of people. And they know that because they are used from birth from to getting taken care of. That's why a woman knows that she can leave. And a woman goes, well, I ain't got no money. I got no money. But they know if it really, if the pain, this is what I've been trying to tell y'all, if the pain gets bad enough, your wife will leave because she knows I'll make it work somewhere. Somebody will help me, right? Men, we don't think like that. We don't. One of the reasons why we won't, we won't leave the house or let our, you know, we don't want our wives to leave because we know that's two incomes now. That's two, uh, I'm sorry, that's two, uh, two, two residences now. And that's a lot of money. No matter where you live today, nobody pays $500 of rent anymore. Everybody knows that. Almost anywhere in this country, it, the, the economy is so bad it's getting worse. The interest rates have went up on houses now to get a loan. So everybody's kind of stuck where they are. All right. Next, um, Having to go to churches uh, to separate, how to go to ha having to go to separate churches and stuff, you know, having to go to separate churches. Yeah, I got to go to a separate church now because my wife don't want me to go to my church, or I don't want to be, uh, or she goes to another church because she don't want, you know, everybody knows that she's being a jerk, and so because here's the way it is, fellas, women concoct this crap in their mind that my husband hates me, he don't love me, and of course. I'm not going to, you know, we, a lot of times we give them cause to think that, <laughs> but it ain't true. If your husband didn't love you, he would not be in the house with you and care about your well-being. He would not be there. But women, once they start getting hurt and getting neglected, they start concocting all this stuff in their head. And so what happens is they start to, you know, they, they don't, they don't really realize how much their husband cares about them. And so they they start to make the life 
really, really, really bad for you, for your home, for your kids, for them, you know. Um, and so going to separate churches is one of the things that they do to get away from the pain. They don't want you to to they don't want you around because when they see you, they they start to want to get back with you. And I can't get back with you because you didn't hurt me too bad. OK, so next, uh, not being around your friends because those are her friends, too. Remember that? Remember all you guys were friends. Guess what? Now she got her friends. You got her. You got your friends. She got her friends. Nobody knows who to be friends with anymore because we're in separate. Uh, you know, we're 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 getting divorced or we're separated and all that kind of stuff. Uh, next thing is, uh, oh, the kids, the kids growing up with split up parents. Everybody says they care about the children, huh? Everybody says they care about the kids, don't they? See, that's why I'm I'm 56, gonna be 57 years old. I don't listen to nothing out of nobody's mouth. I don't. I really don't. I look at the actions. Guys are coming in front of me all the time, and I'm trying to help them save their marriage and trying to get them, look, man, you need help. You need to sign up for this program and stop playing around. Oh, well, Jerry, you know, um, I'm a, I'll get back. Uh, you know, I got to think about it. Okay, well, all right. That that That's just, I know what that means. I don't talk dudes that try to save their marriage. I really don't. Guys think, oh, well, Jerry's going to get me in that room and he's going to be trying to, he's going to be trying to convince me to do this. And I don't want to do it. Dude, you a grown ass man. I'm not trying to convince you of nothing because then I feel stupid. I'm the one feeling stupid. I got to convince a grown man to save his marriage when his wife is gone. She's got another man. She's unhappy. The kids are unhappy. The house is in chaos. And I got to sit here and I'm going to sit here and try to convince you a 30 year old man, a 70 year old man. Look, hey, you need to say you need to do this. Blah, 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 blah. No, I'm not doing that. I ain't put no pressure on you, dude. I'm going to lay out the facts, lay out the facts and try to help you come to a good conclusion. But in the end, it's on you. It's your marriage is your life. Guys come back to me all the time. They come back to me all the time. Five months later, two months later, two years later, three years later. Man, it's way worse. Can you help me? Dude, where were you, where were you at? Are you insane? You you when the Holy Spirit puts help in front of you, you've got to take it. Okay? So that's kind of what I mean is people say they love the kids, but their actions prove they don't. People think it's about their happiness. When you're a parent, it's not about your happiness. It's about what's best for God and those children and your family. Well, we argue all the time. Well, stop arguing. Grow up. Stop arguing. When the kids see us fighting, well, stop fighting. Because your kids, I don't care how old they are, 90 years old or nine, two years old or 93, they don't care. Kids don't care about their parents not being happy. You know why? Because I'm your child. I deserve the right to have a mother and father in the same house growing up. I and, and 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 even when I am grown, I deserve to go to my to one house with my mother and my father in it, so I can bring my kids around to show that's their grandparents, so my kids can see what a what a marriage is and how people stick together. But no, 
Yeah, we all listen to Satan, don't we? We all listen to Satan. You know, well, I can get a better woman out here. I can get a better man out here. I can go live over here. I can do all this crap. And I'm telling you, man, it's hell. It's hell. It's hell. It's hell. Okay? Your kids deserve it. Your grown kids and your young kids deserve a mother and father that are together. I don't care what you think. That is your job. You had those kids man up, woman up, and make it work. If you ain't, if you're unhappy, then learn how to make each other happy. If you're fighting, stop fighting. If you're bickering, stop bickering. Start to be adults, man. Stop being selfish. Stop being selfish, man. Your kids deserve better than that. They didn't sign up for that. And then all the kids grow up and all the kids are screwed up. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, my parents are divorced, and I'm all right. You know what that's like saying? Well, my father was a serial killer, but I'm okay now still. No, you ain't okay. Your kids are not okay. You are not okay. You went against God. And what it means is when you go against the formula that God has set up, which is the natural, uh, the natural law of the Ten Commandments that is written on your heart, when you go against that, you cause chaos in society. And the first ones that get it good is your home and your family and your children. It's never going to work. It's never going to work. You're going to go out there and get another woman. And if your wife is still alive, you got to deal with two women now. Oh, my God. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever tried that, fellas? You got a baby's mama and a wife. Guess what? The wife can't stand her, and the wife starts to get mad because it feels like you're spending all the time with the other girl. And, of course, you bonded to that other girl, so she still cares about you. Now, she's going to be mean to you because she is. That's how women are, but she wants you back. I had that situation, too. I'm telling you, leave it alone. Stay with the one you got and make it work. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, next thing. Uh, the kids as adults have no examples of a good marriage. I talked about that one. And the last thing is the kids quit on their marriages because their parents quit on them. So that's it. So now, wouldn't it be better for a much, wouldn't you want a much better home, a much more peaceful home? You know, you come home and your wife loves you or she comes home and you love her and the kids are happy that you know, and 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 people, your your wife and your 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 kids and you, you're thriving and you're moving towards God. That's the kind of home that you, as a man, are responsible for giving. When I say, when I say that a man is responsible for the happiness or the success or the failure of a marriage, what I mean is this: it is your job as the husband, as the man, to create an environment in your home. That spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, everybody is thriving and moving towards God. If you don't have that kind of environment in your home, you are doing a misjustice to God and your wife and your children and yourself. All right. So I want you, I hope you got some out of that little segment. I know I wouldn't pass more than passing five minutes, but you know, that's me. I'm sorry. So the main thing is for the next Two minutes, I'm going to go on break. I want you to consider what I just said, and I want you to call in to ask me how you can get out of this stuff. You know, even the smallest question, call in, and let's see if we can help you, because when I help you, I help other people. God love you. Bam.
If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, For all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. All right. We are here for the last segment today, and unless somebody calls, um, but look, we are here. This is the final clue of the divorce series um, of clues my wife may want a divorce, and I say may because the odds are if you have any of these clues, a multiple of them, that your wife does want out, but I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> and I say may. <laughs> So may want a divorce, but I will guarantee you, if you got more than four, more than four or five of these, you, you are there. You just, you know, you know, you got to really start, you got a lot of work to do. So now we're up to 33. This is the last clue of the, uh, of the series. And so it's a special one. Um, you might not see this one coming, but you might. So think about it as I read them off. So I'm gonna go with the previous 32 so that we can get down and know what's up for Number 33. So first reason that your wife may want a divorce is number one, does she seem distant? Is she spending more time with single friends? Does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Is she still as loving as she used to be? Number six, does she go out to clubs and events without you? Does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Number 10, has the arguing increased? Has she started putting the kids above you? Has she started putting her friends or siblings above you? Have have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? Number 15, you make love less than once per month. You make love less than once, uh, once per year. I'm sorry, once per week. I'm sorry, I said that all wrong. Number fifteen, you make love less than once per week. Number sixteen, you make love less than once a month. Number seventeen, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Number twenty. Are you beating her home when before she was already home? 
She blames you for everything wrong in your marriage. You can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Her phone is now hidden and locked. She no longer cares where you've been or keeps tabs on you. Number 25, her hugs and kisses seem shorter with no feeling. She is keeping secrets and being vague even when you ask her. She doesn't care you spend too much time with your friends. Number 28, she places her parents above you. Number 29, she no longer looks at you or makes loving eye contact. Number 30, she increasingly needs more time alone. Number 31, you can't listen to her without interrupting. And number 32, she seems indifferent to you. She is now emotionally disconnected. So, gentlemen, what is the number 33 reason that your wife may want a divorce? Drum roll, please. You have lost respect and you no longer get the big piece of chicken. <laughs> Y'all know that's funny. If you know anything what I'm going to say, you know that's funny. So you no longer get the big piece of chicken, right? Yes, the big piece of chicken. This is Chris Rock's metaphor for respect in the home for husbands and fathers. Remember years ago, one of the funniest skits that boy ever did, man, about respect. You know, men not getting respect. And it's because when they sit at the table, they don't get the big piece of chicken no more. And that what he means is, you know, I, I work all day long. I bring the home, money home for the family and I, I do my best and I sit down and all the food's gone. <laughs> I, sit, I sit down and there's one piece of chicken left and it's a leg. <laughs> look. Look, I, I'm laughing because it's funny, but it's also sad. You know, uh, moreover, an even greater case for the big piece of chicken and, res and respect is in Ephesians 5, verses 21 through 33, where St. Paul remarks that wives are to respect their husbands. You notice he doesn't say, Christ doesn't say, God doesn't say one thing about love your husband, ladies. He doesn't respect him. Because with respect, men love you more. Women don't know that. They refuse to see it. Men run off respect. Women run off emotional connection. Makes sense, doesn't it? Because of our jobs that God has written on our heart. When you don't respect your husband, ladies, basically you're just asking him to leave. You're asking him to treat you bad. You're asking him to disrespect you and not care about you and get resentful. Because men it's in us that respect is more important than love. So loyalty is a very important thing. Commitment is a very important thing for men, e even the wusses. And when we don't get what we're supposed to get given by God, which is wise, respect your husband. That means that we are going to do, we're not going to be the best man we can be. The power of women is this. You love your husband and you serve him and you make him feel like a man. It These days, women are not taught that. They haven't been taught that since the 50s and the, since the 60s. Women 
they don't understand that I that I must serve my husband and make him feel like a real man. That's when your husband will start to love you more deeply. He won't want another woman. You know why? You know why? Because why am I going to argue another woman who don't know nothing when I got a wife here who lo- respects me, loves me, is, is doing all that she can? She's, you know, she makes me feel like a man. She supports me. You know, that's what men crave. This is the power of a woman, a feminist, a feminist, of a feminist, not feminazis. I mean, of a feminine woman like the Blessed Mother. This is what men crave, that you support me and you're with me. You're on my side. Women crave the same thing, but in a different way. And women don't understand men and men don't understand women. All you got to do, man, is really try to understand your wife and your and your and your and your and your um, husband. And from their point of view, that's the trick of this whole thing. You look at your marriage from the view of your wife. You look at your marriage from the view of your husband, and then you can see all the crap you're doing (laughs) that's messing your marriage up. You can. Then you're more likely to get over the pride thing, okay? It's very, very important. St. Paul says, wives respect their husbands. Didn't say nothing about love, did he? Nothing about love. Why? Because love is an emotion. It's not an emotion anyway. It's not. And when people make love all mushy-mushy instead about what it really means, love means this. Commitment, loyalty, sacrifice, suffering. That's what love is. It's an act of the will. The Catholic Church, Christ Church, says that, that, that love is an act of the will, which means what? In my will, I decide that I'm going to stay here and do whatever it takes to make my marriage work. I'm going to just, I've decided that with my will. I've accepted that. Okay. So, but many women today disregard this verse about respect. They just as they disregard the submission of Christ and husband, but then demand everyone else, including their children, respect them. Really makes you wonder, doesn't it? It makes no sense. Women, they get hurt, they get mad, they take themselves out from under the natural order, which is God, husband, wife, children. They screw up everything. They start screwing up everything, and then they expect everybody to respect them. No, it don't work like that. And the first person that's going to does not respect you anymore is God. You have taken yourself and put yourself outside the protection of your husband and Christ and God. And what happens is your life becomes hell as a woman. That's why women who leave their husbands and think now, unless now, unless the man's beating up on them or being or 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 you know he's um, being unfaithful. That's the only two reasons, according to God's church, that you as a woman or man are allowed to leave or separate from your wife or your husband is this number one, physical abuse. I'm busting your butt. I'm actually hitting you with my fist or my hand, right? Or hit you with something. Number two is physical. Um, um, no, no, no. Oh, uh, unfaithfulness. Unfaithfulness is what I go out and I have an emotional affair or having a physical affair with another person. That's the only two reasons. If you love God, it's about, that's the proof of God, obedience. So those are the only two reasons that you can separate. That don't mean divorce. That don't mean file for annulment. 
That means until that, you have the obligation as a wife, if you leave, as a husband, if you leave, if that person stops doing those two things, you're obligated in the eyes of God and his church to get your little butt back home. I have many wives that don't do that, and they their lives are miserable. They are. They think it's better, but it really ain't. It's miserable. Okay? Now, next. Now, what I was saying, it makes you wonder. Again, ladies, the only true proof of your love for Christ is your obedience to Christ and his Father. Get it? Got it? Good. Let's move on. You see, gentlemen, when wives feel you care deeply for them and that she is the number one top priority in your life, you get as much love, respect, care, and devotion, selflessness, intimacy, service, and sacrifice from your wife that you can stand. Why? Because my man loves me more than anything else in the world. This, along with an emotional connection, makes a wife thrive in her marriage and home life. Remember, okay? When you lose respect from your wife, you no longer get the big piece of chicken, and it's easy to see that your wife don't respect you no more if you just open your eyes and look. You've got to look at yourself and say, why is my wife doing that? Most men don't do that, do they? They don't do that, and it's terrible. And I know I have a caller, but caller, I got to finish this segment. So when I talk to you, we're out of here. So, so please be patient. So that's what we do, okay? Next, for this reason, we husbands must never allow, ever allow these two things, emotional closeness and her feeling that you are completely devoted to her to ever diminish. You can never allow emotional closeness to leave your marriage. You can never allow your wife to, to, think, to think about that he doesn't care about me anymore. Those two things will get her out of there because she'll start to think, what am I here for? Like, if he don't love me, he don't care about me, and we have no emotional connection, what am I still in this marriage for? So I'm just going to plan for two years to leave. I'm going to build up my money. I'm going to hide it, and I'm going to get the kids ready, and we're going to get out of here, okay? Guys don't understand that if you cultivate these things that I'm saying, you will get all the, the sex, all the love, all the devotion, all of the service, all of the respect, all of the made to feel like a man that you want. Now, I know I said women aren't taught how to make a man feel like a man today. That is because of feminism and liberalism and modernism and, and socialism. Why? Because women are not looked at as people. They're looked at as objects. And so if you're a feminist, you we look at you as an object. You think because I come to work and I can talk like a man. I can look, I put on this, this, this suit that looks like a man. I put on pants every day that the man's going to respect me. No, he's not. Men want women. I want to spend life with a woman. And that's why most feminists have problems in their marriage because they don't know how to make a man feel like a man. And if you don't make, if you don't respect your husband and make him feel like a man, he is not going to want to serve you because he's human. He's a human. And it's hard to give all of myself to a woman when she don't even know how to make me feel like a man anymore. Right? Dude, I'm not stupid. I know I talk about men all the time, but I do because I know what fixes relationships. What fixes relationships is men get their act together. They get everything together they're supposed to do. They become a man of God, a Christian soldier, a man of courage. And then guess what? That takes all your wife's ammunition from you, from her, for you. 
That means she has no more darts because you didn't fix yourself and she can no longer argue with you. She can't debate with you. She can't fight with you because she has no ammunition because you took it all the way by all the way by manning up and becoming a man of God and leading your family properly. Then when you do that, your wife will go, damn, wow, he's, he's become everything I wanted. So I guess I got to look at myself now. What am I doing? What am I? Why can I fix myself to make my man feel better? Because I know he loves me now. And that's what you guys got to understand. Your wife will never look at herself as long as you are the same you. She won't. She won't. If you think your wife's going to fix herself before you fix yourself, you got another thing coming. Kids, too. If your kids are disrespectful to you, if they tell you they hate you, if they tell you they can't stand you, if they don't listen to you, because they see flaws in you as a daddy. And when kids ain't stupid either, once they know the game, they look at you and go, how can he tell me what to do? He, he ain't even doing this himself. Okay, next. The big piece of chicken at the dinner table is the ultimate act of respect for you as the leader protector, defender, and server of your home. Your wife holds you in high esteem above everyone else, even the children. See all those clues I told you about? All those clues I mentioned? She puts her friends above you. She puts her parents above you, her, the kids above you. What I really mean is, in her eyes, those three are more important than you are. Any woman that loves her wife will tell you, straight, love her husband, and knows he loves her, straight the bat will tell you, of course my husband and God are more, of course my husband's are, are, are more important than, than my, my mother and father and my kids and my siblings and my friends. Of course he is. Because without him, it ain't no family. Good wives know that. So if you're right now, if any of those three friends, parents, siblings, you know, are and kids, your wife elevates them above you and God, you got a problem. You got a problem. Look, why? Because my brother, you are extremely valuable. This is another thing you got to understand your power as a man. You are extremely valuable to that family. That's why you hear me talk about masculinity is a perfection, a God-given perfection. It's perfect. And the problem is we are not perfect and we misuse our masculinity. Remember in the movie Jerry Maguire? I love that movie. When Cuba Gooding Jr. and NFL wide receiver got hurt in the game. And everyone was worried and devastated that he may not get up, right? Remember that part? And his brother tried to console his wife. But she screamed at him to get away from her because he didn't understand that their family did not work without her husband. As his wife, she understood how valuable his love, respect, honor, care, and service was to their marriage and family. Gentlemen, again, if you're white, your wife, if your wife is not your number one fan, you have a serious problem. You hear me say, your wife, if your wife is not your number one fan, which means what? If your wife is not shouting from the mountaintop, how great of a husband you are, how great of a father you are, how great of a lover you are, a great provider you are, a protector, a defender, and a servant you are, you have a problem. If your wife is not leading the kids to you, as a man, as a husband, as a Christian soldier, you got a problem. People think just people think that I only got a problem with my men think I only got a problem when my wife goes out and has an affair. Oh God, I got a problem now. No, you don't. You had a problem five years before that. You just didn't see it, homie. <laughs> Look, 
This, my friend, is an awesome gift that your wife is your number one fan. Please. Sure, you might think, Jerry, this is overkill, but I beg to differ. It is not. You may say, oh, Jerry, that is unrealistic. I must say, you are wrong. You may say, Jerry, no wife can or does have that kind of passion for her husband. And I say, a husband only says that when he doesn't have it. <laughs> Look, if a wife is not leading their children, friends, family, church members, and her husband then uh, toward you, then again, that husband has a problem. Your wife's job is to, to guide you, to be your helpmate, and to lead everyone to you because you are a man of God and you're leading everybody that she brings to you to God. And, and he is seen as a take it or leave it kind of guy. If you're not that man, you're like every other man out here in the society, every other selfish dude, every other man that does not know how to suffer or won't suffer or won't sacrifice none for anybody but itself. Think of all the dudes you know that are like that or claim they ain't, but they really are. Dude, your wife and kids know the deal. If you if if you're getting no respect, it's because you're looked at as just any old father or any old man out or the other other man out here is the sight that they see every day. When your wife and children come home, they want to see Jesus in the house. They do. And of course, you are cute. It's hard to do that, but brother, you've got to try. That's when you get the respect you deserve. That's when you get it. Okay? A man that no different, a man, uh, you know, a man that's no different than any other man out in society. In this case, for a husband, this means that he is not leading his family to God, which means his marriage and family do not, do not have the grace for greatness, have the grace for greatness. So again, I must ask, are you viable to your beloved? Are you viable to your children? Are you viable to God in that and your family and environment are influenced by you for him? Are you viable to God? in that your family and your environment are influenced by you for him. Again, do you deserve the big piece of chicken? Bam! Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days.
All right, all right. We are down. We are done for today. Uh, my caller couldn't hang on. I'm sorry. I was going to try to just interrupt the segment, but the segment was almost over, and I'm sorry. I know probably, probably had to go to work or something, but usually what I try to do when I get a caller, I see it, and once I see it, I try to be done within five or six minutes, or I try to, I'll, sometimes I will interrupt the segment because, you know, the caller is the most important thing. But when I'm in the middle of a segment and it's flowing, it's kind of hard to like just stop because then I almost got to start it back over. Um, but if I tell you that I'm going to get with you in a second, it means that I really am and I will help you. Again, I'm sorry for the caller that they could. If you want to call back right now, I, I will, li- I will, um, you know, at 313-723-4225. Hey, I will take you and we will I will get help you and that way you can help other people with your story or whatever you need. Um that being said, I'm sorry and I I'm sorry. I apologize to all of you too. It's just I can't it's like when you're in the middle of a when you're in the middle of a call, you know, a segment is very hard. So, oh, I, I the caller has called back. So, thank you caller. <laughs> See, sometimes you just apologize and explain why people forgive you. That's great. So I'm going to bring the caller on right now. Hello. Hello. Hi. How you doing, man? Thanks for calling back. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Paul. I'm from Tennessee. And, uh, you know, I've been going through marriage problems. And my wife, uh, <laughs> you know, I cheated on her a couple of years ago. And, uh, she don't, she ain't, you know, she ain't forgiving me. She threatened to leave me. And I don't know how she, you know, I'm trying to get her back, but, you know, she still can't forgive me for uh, having an affair. And I don't know, like, I don't know what, what I can do to get her back to get her trust again. Are you guys arguing and stuff about it all the time? <clears throat> um, not really, but she just always likes to bring it up anytime we're like in the heat of it. Like anytime we're mad at each other, she just likes to bring it up. Okay. So, okay. Not often, but right. It's like it's never over. It's never done. <laughs> 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 yeah. So look, thanks for calling. So here's the deal. The deal is the reason that your wife is doing that is because in her mind it wasn't solved, and in her mind you're still the same person. And in her mind, you still are devoted to her. You still don't love her. She's still not priority number one in your life. So are you doing the things to make her feel that she is priority number one, that she most that she's the most important person in your life? Or are you just kind of going to work, just kind of you guys don't have much conversation when you do, it's kind of just blase. Are you are you emotionally connecting with her? Is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm trying, but I feel like she's kind of pushing me out, pushing me away. Like a certain moment, so right. I just feel like ever since that happened, even if I try, it's just like you know she just puts me away. Beautiful point. So here's the deal: you can't think like a man in this situation. You got to think like a woman. So once we hurt a woman, here's what happens: they hold on to that until it's rectified. Now you might think it's rectified because I stopped messing around with the other woman. It's not rectified. That's only part of the rectification. The other part of it is, as a man, you must change everything about yourself, order towards her, so that she realizes that you are, that you, the way your wife is really thinking is, 
I need him to prove to me that I should be here. And if you're still the same dude and you're not fixing all the problems that led up to her, to you having an affair and y'all having problems, then she was going to always think that you're not all in with her, that you don't truly love her. So when I say think like a woman, I mean about how women think about relationships. What your wife is thinking right now is what I just said. So what you have to do is be consistent. You have to be consistent. You can't persistence and consistence, which means you cannot go back to your old ways ever again. You have to keep improving and improving, which shows her that your actions, right? Not your mouth. Your actions are showing her that you are doing what you said you was going to do. And so this is why you must bond with her, get closer to her, do things for her, serve her, get in the mass, pray in your rosaries, go to adoration, you know, get, you know, get in church, get them to church and the kids, show her that she's number one. And then you'll see she will slowly start to change. You, you men must understand, and including you, that women, they do not, they do things in a short period of time. It's only in a long period of time. Once they're hurt, they're they, and they know the game. They're going to keep. They're going to make you pay. Which means is I'm not going to listen to your mouth anymore. I'm going to look at your actions, and your actions are going to be ones going to make me, you know, want to make love to you again, want to be with you, want to go out and do things with you again. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the main thing is, I can tell you, man, is when your wife brings it up, you say this, sweetheart, I've already apologized a hundred times for this. I'm sorry. What can I do to make this better for you? And because after this, please, let's stop bringing it up because I'm trying my best. And then what happens if she brings it up again, then you divert the conversation. You don't talk about it because you've already apologized a hundred times. What more can you do? It comes to a point. It comes to a point where you got to start. You got to start improving yourself as a man. That's where this whole thing Mm -hmm. corrects itself. So anything else? Mm -hmm. Uh. So if she ends up leaving, like, uh, what should I do? First of all, you don't try and talk her out of it. You ask her, the first thing you try to do is try to say, look, I love you. Please don't leave. Give me a chance to get this right. Let's start it being friends again and see where the relationship goes. Um, I'll sleep in another bedroom. I'll sleep in the basement, whatever it takes. But ultimately, if she decides to leave, you got to let her go. The reason why is because if you try to make her say you're going to cause conflict in the marriage. You're going to make it worse is what I'm saying. Because she already has her plans. Well, just like you. Let's say your job said, you told your job, hey, I'm going to I'm going to the Bahamas for vacation for a week. And then one day before the vacation, they say, um, hey, man, you can't go because I need you here. In your mind, that's going to cause what? Conflict. You're going to get mad. You're going to get upset. Why? Because you have plans, and they come in and change the plans and don't even consult you about it. That's your wife. She has been making plans for a year or two, and then when she finally leaves, she's had the courage to leave. So what you got to do is you ask her to stay calmly. You don't start crying and bubbling all over the place. You ask her to stay. Give her the reasons why. And then if she still says no, you don't talk her out of it. You just say, well, look, sweetheart, I'll be here if you change your mind. And then 
you you find a marriage coach and you hire them and then you start improving, you start getting your life together. That's what you do. All right. Okay. All right, man. Thanks for calling. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. All right. All right. I hope y'all got that. If you didn't, send me a comment or an email and uh at uh what is it called? Radical questions at CatholicAlpha.com. Radical questions at CatholicAlpha.com if you have any questions or if you have any show ideas. Um, if you have any show ideas that you want that what you want me to do, hey, I'll do it, man. Most guys want to learn about sex, right? I do those shows shows too. <laughs> but we do it in a respectful way from God. So I explain it the way God, you know, um, sometimes it's a little graphic, but you know, in order to really, you got to kind of say things and, you know, kind of say things a certain way, but it is still, you know, the marital embrace between husband and wife, it, it should be discussed so that people understand so that men understand what intimacy is all about. And most of us don't as, as husbands, right. Or men period. So, that being said, we are done for the day. And uh quick break, one second, five seconds. All right, all right, we're done. And in conclusion, we're gonna do our quote from Pope Benedict the 16th. Um, thanks, caller, for calling in. Thank you all for being here today. The 33 Clues is over, and I hope that you got some out of that. I swear to God, I hope you did. Um, I really, really want to try to help you, um, and if I can do that, if I did that today, then I, I'm blessed, and I really am happy about that. So as we always do, we end with a quote from my man, Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.